This is The Rock Show. Backstage. Hello, everyone. My radio name is Wes Nesman. I'm Chris Covington. And our guest is a radio pal by the name of Meg Dowdy. Hey, Meg, how are you? Hey, y'all. How's it going? We thought it would be very, very fun to have Meg sit in here and uh, ask or, or contribute to some of these questions that we asked during the week. Yay. But first off, so let's get some more background on Meg. Now, Meg, uh, how long did you do radio before, uh, oh, well, I guess you're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, still doing it. Worked in radio probably about like 18 years before I came into this current role. Uh, 18 years. And yeah. what did you do on the radio? Um what did I not do on the radio <laughs> is what we need to ask. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've done everything you can think of from hosting morning shows to midday shows to doing remotes to literally wading through flood water to do severe weather coverage. You name it, I've been there, I've done it. Nice. Okay, well, fantastic. And you did this radio where? In Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Mm, I didn't know they did. <laughs> Well, they discovered electricity there. Wes, like, he didn't know they had radios there. <laughs> you know, you have to have a way to keep in touch with all your cousins. And your family, you know? uh, there is a distinct lack of Alabama about you, though. Is uh, Alabama always been your home? So grew up in Alabama, lived in Kentucky for a while. Um, I try to cover up the southern accent a little bit, but if you guys meet me a couple shots of whiskey, it it'll come out. right out. It comes right you out. You know, it's so funny because I left Southern California when I was 14 or 15, maybe maybe 16 or something, but it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. If I start drinking, I same. very much go into a surfer dude kind yeah. of uh, delivery. Right. Yeah. Well, when I lived up in Minnesota, they were like, you don't really have a Texas accent. And it was like, I do. I just... Um I'm yeah. just yeah, holding it in. Yeah. Give me two shots, and my name Meg's going to have two syllables. Right. <laughs> Meg. What, a, what is iconic to your area? In in Texas, we would say it's iconic, to, you know, big cowboy hats and maybe cactuses and boots and things like that. What do you What do you call iconic for your area? I would have to say in Tuscaloosa, it's probably everything related to Alabama football. Yeah. You know, like that's the icon, Bryant-Denny mm -hmm. Stadium, Nick Saban. You know, all that kind of stuff. What's funny is, is Texas thinks that they're football crazy, but they're not even close to as football crazy as Alabama, are well, they? Well, I mean, Texas did beat Alabama this year. Oh, although we can't well, talk yeah. about that without calling my therapist first. Of course first. we did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I've got a question for you. We've got several questions that we dealt with this week that we thought we'd run by you. First thing, you got to answer this one quickly. Okay. And, and that's the way it works best. What did your childhood smell like? What did my childhood smell like? Probably Pine Sol. Either that or like that stale church musty smell. My yes. dad is a preacher. Oh. And it is true what they say about preacher's kids, you know, yeah. so don't Google me. Meg <laughs> um, be wildin'. Yes. Yep. Uh, uh, and pine Sol. The Pine Sol from cleaning the church? Yeah, cleaning the church and cleaning the house. You know, we always lived in parsonages, and there's a standard my dad liked to have for those homes to keep them clean. So. Wow. wow yeah. That is an interesting thing. That, that probably, oh, you know, I, I should mention. Mention we curse on this podcast. Oh yeah, you so, can oh, just say you. what. You can. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Is that probably fucked you up yeah. mentally? <laughs> you can say whatever you want. What was it that you said your childhood smelled like, Wes? I forget. Uh, the Hot, Hot Wheels. Track. Hot Wheels track. Yeah, that's right. I don't right. know why. When I heard that question, that was the first thing that came to mind. That's was right. the smell of Hot Wheel track. And mine was uh, my grandmother's cornbread, which she made like Ooh, every yum. single day. So I think that that would be mine. All right. Um, 
Meg, I have not been able to determine because it's none of nobody's business except those people listening to this podcast. Are you still married or not? So I am not. I okay. divorced. Um, hilarious story there. We made the decision to separate in March of 2020, yeah. right before everything shut down with oh. the pandemic. So that was pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it out. Just a little extra trauma is a treat. Oh, yeah. no. A little extra, uh, extra loneliness. Oh. Well, uh, this kind of brings us to the next question, which doesn't have to relate to the ex, but uh, what was the wildest thing you ever threw at somebody while arguing? Yeah, that was a good okay, question. Okay, that's a good yeah. question. Mm-hmm. You know, I have an older sister and a younger sister. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of cat fights when we were growing up, you know? So yes. probably like makeup, makeup brushes, um, tampons. Not used ones, though. Oh, <laughs> Whatever's okay. in your hand. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Now, I said we could curse on this, but we do have limits here. Oh, we can't, we can't talk about <laughs> tampons. Yeah. God okay. forbid. Yeah. <laughs> Not allowed. Get Not al- stuck in your hair. Now, Wes, I can't remember. Oh. Did you have one something you threw at somebody? I can remember that. Did you even answer that question this week? Uh, you know what? It was funny because you did not ask me, but I did have an answer. What was it? I once threw a hanger so hard, and I'm talking a clothes hanger, mm. that the edge, the dull edge, the rounded edge, mm-hmm. stuck in the door and went bong. <laughs> and it was so hilarious that the fact that it stuck. And then it went dong, that it completely diffused the entire situation. Nice. And um, and that's the only time I think that I've ever done something like that. I threw a shoe at my dad. Ooh. But you know what? There's a reason. I was cleaning the carpet. There's no reason. Listen, so I, I was cleaning some carpet in one of the guest bedrooms. And I had gone and rented the carpet cleaner. And I was trying to help them out. Yeah. And he came by and he said, and I couldn't hear because it was over the from the carpet cleaner. I turned, I finally unplugged to turn off. I said, "What?" He goes, "You're doing it wrong." And you know what? I was the one cleaning it, dealing with all of it. I said, "Get the fuck out of here!" And I threw a shoe at him, and that was the end of that discussion. Oh, the Covingtons are through shoe throwing. We are shoe throwing people. Shoe yeah, th- sorry, Dad. People. Not really sorry, but all right. You know. then. Okay, mm. all right. Another question for Meg here because it allows us to go through this. Meg, your most embarrassing moment in public. Stuff like walking into a door or, or things like that. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so down. clumsy, so there's a lot of them. You know, <laughs> I went to Vegas earlier this year to go to the National Association of Broadcasters Convention. That's the NAB. And, yeah, so I'm at transferring from one flight to another in Denver, and I'm trying to, like, haul ass from one side to the other and I'm on one of those little like platforms you know it's like a flat escalator that goes through the airport one of those yeah. um, and tripped and fell on my face oh. but I couldn't get up because it was moving so oh. it was just kind of like somebody <laughs> to play like yakety sex in the background <laughs> while I'm trying to move it fell forever yeah it was not good not good don't recommend it I love that <laughs> that is fantastic did you give an answer for that Wes? I could not think of another good one too because I you know I've Wes had doesn't really get I've had lots of them but no my my whole shtick is to do things that uh, are embarrassing, I- embarrassing uh, uh, that embarrass other people. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, okay. Next, uh, here you go. What's the most one in a million thing that happened to you? Oh my gosh! It's the most one. That one requires a little bit of a deeper thought. What was your answer, Chrissy? Uh, you didn't answer, but I could tell you what it was. What I called you. 
Oh, out of nowhere. Yeah, that was You're weird. You're sitting there making cakes or whatever, and I said, come be on the radio. Actually, whenever you called me, it was like 6 o'clock in the morning, and I had been drinking all night playing Risk on my PS4. Oh, okay. Nice. Then. So I was I was uh, trying to take over, uh, uh, what's the one on the bottom? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I was st- the one in the bottom. Yeah. You know your geography, bottom don't you? Bottom of the map. All right, we gave you anyway, a little time to up. think yeah. about it there, Meg. Uh, most one in a million thing that happened to you. So this is really crazy. This We can go down this rabbit hole together. Mm-hmm. Um, after my daughter was born, I had some issues. I had a total hysterectomy, but then I developed a condition that was extremely rare yeah. called ovarian remnant syndrome. And at the point when I Googled it, there was no information except for veterinary text. So I had to go to like different specialists and everything where basically uh, the ovary that was removed generated itself again like a starfish and grew tumors on it. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. Well, yeah, it was crazy. After you were treated, did they give you a carrot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ketamine. <laughs> yeah, right. They tied a little a little bandana around well, her neck. You're okay now, yeah. right? I mean, you look healthy. Yeah, it you took got a good while. color about you. Wow. You know, hey, uh, that's a good question. How long did it take you to regain your color after you no longer worked mornings? Because we might we might need <laughs> yeah, that information uh, at pale. some point. Bro, right? this is all Sephora. So. Oh, see? <laughs> see? I need to get to Sephora. Oh, uh, What was the hardest thing for you about doing morning radio? I think that you never really acclimate to the schedule. Yeah, you know, I think like you're right. you, you can get a circadian rhythm where you wake up and you do stuff, but like your friends, your family, they still don't understand. Like they if don't. you call me at seven forty five, my ambient is kicked in. Yeah. Do not bother me. Yes. You know? It never yeah. fails every single day. It doesn't matter the last three years, it, you know, the people that really know me, they know. But other people, listeners, they'll call, they'll well, message you at 10, 30, 11. There's a second level to that. You know, I do have some friends that know at 7 o'clock I call it because mm-hmm. I, I get up at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call that. Um, they, they know that, but then they don't have a problem dropping something heavy on you at 645. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. Okay, uh, this still is something that's going to make me uh, right. you know, stay up all night. Or guilting you into into hanging out with them. Oh, come on. You know, we're all going to go see that movie. And it's just like, I can't. Like, I can't. I, I can't. can't. Just don't invite me. I think the hardest part for me, too, is that I would get really tired and I'd want to take a nap at like mm-hmm. 2 o'clock. But oh, then me. you can't take a nap me. at 2 o'clock because then you won't go to sleep yes, at 7 o'clock. That happens oh. to me all the time. See, I, I re- I'm very regimented. I have no problem with that at all. And I could go to sleep at any time. But you time, do like place. a 30 minute nap. 35. Yeah, and it's 30, 35, exactly. Now, I take a nap, a and nap. it's a sleep. It's like five hours, and I wake up, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's 5.30. How am I going to fall asleep tonight? Right. And then I don't. Well, it's it's interesting. It just it recharges me, and some sometimes I'll lay down, and I will go to sleep for like less than two or three minutes, and I'll be immediately 100% refreshed, even mm. though it was just a few minutes. Yeah, it doesn't work like that but for me. But the rest of the time, you stay um, you stay tired, and, and you can tell it with me when, when I stutter the most is when I'm the most tired. That's something that immediately kicks in. I don't have a stutter except for when I'm tired. Interesting. It's odd. Interesting. It's very odd. What was the configuration of your morning show? Was it uh, like you and a guy and a yeah. stunt boy named Turd? What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, co-host and and then yours truly, you know. Were nice. you were you the host? Oh no, I was I was more of the co-host role, you know. Right. The sassy redhead in the corner. You were the Chrissy. Yeah. Oh, okay, the sassy redhead in the corner. Yeah. Okay, that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
I, I'm kind of, I'm very, very intrigued by this situation where you were doing mornings. And how different was it from what you heard us do this morning? I mean, you did it a little further back when it was probably a, a um, more of a relationship show or something? A little bit of a relationship show. I mean, it was different because it's a different format, right? It was a country station. It's mm. in Alabama. Oh, so like, okay. Definitely a different vibe. Yeah. Overall, okay. You know? Now, tell me about, I'm going to say the time because I know there was one. Tell me about the time you got in trouble for being a little too city on the morning show. So I want to tell you a funny story about that. When my general manager at the time was trying to put me together with what would eventually be the host of the morning show, right. he didn't know that it would work. He's what do like, you mean put me together as like part to of the show? Of, yeah, to like okay. meet the two, have the two of us meet and say, hey, this is the person I think is going to be perfect for your co-host, right? right? So he tells the co-host who's never met me before, Meg's going to be a little different, dude. <laughs> She's got, like, I think pink hair, which it wasn't pink. It was just a different color. She has pink hair. She wears, like, black all the time. I think she's Wiccan, which is, like, She's, like, a goth Did you have the nose ring at that time, too? Yeah. (laughs) Was he really country? Uh, Not really. No? You know, not really. Not really super country. But it was funny when he met me, and he's like, wow, you're so much more down to earth than what I thought you would be. I thought you were coming here and like burn your bra the first day we met. Right. And I was like, no, you got to know me a little while before. (laughs) Before I do that. Right. What about when the listeners got to meet you? You know, really surprising. You know, I didn't think that I would be able to be my authentic self Mm -hmm. in a way because I thought, well, you do have to pretend to be a bit more conservative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But after I got over that and just became myself, people loved me. Yeah. It was fantastic. I I enjoyed the role. I enjoyed being able to sort of be the voice of reason sometimes Mm -hmm. and things worked out really well. That's fantastic. The voice of reason is a good voice to be. But when you're sitting across from Wes Nesman, sometimes I'm. Well, you know, <laughs> sometimes that's I, me. I find this very, very in- interesting. And the reason I ask her that is, is you think about the various iterations of this show. Okay. Uh, when it started, this particular, the rock show, not all of the other morning shows I did, it was two guys mm-hmm. and it was very much a jackass kind of formula. You know, we would do stunts and hit each other with skateboards and darts and things like that. Um, and then we, uh, then with Kelly, it was a tiny bit more political, but like local political. And um, and of course, she did. You know, we had more intense weather and things like that. She was more of a straight person. She was to, a newsy lady to me, being a goofy person. And then this situation that we have now. Where um, we like to talk about farts. Well, the the main dynamic that, that that people love to talk about is is you have you have an old guy and a young girl, right? Okay, but we, but we're both goofy adults, right? You know, and really our sense of humor is, is pretty similar, probably about ninety percent, right? You know, yeah. I mean, we trade jokes, we right. do each other's jokes yeah, sometimes. That's true. And we go, you know, this one's better for you or better mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting how these dynamics work or don't work sometimes. Well, I remember them asking. I remember Mike uh, Stern asking, well, you know, what do you think that the relationship's going to be between you guys on the show? Like, what is the, you know, and it was just like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't, I know. don't know. His si- his sidekick, you know? Like, uh, I, no. I didn't know what they wanted me to say. I wasn't oh, really sure. Listen, I'll, I'll tell you something I've never told you before. They were very upset that I would not put my name first. And I was like, no, it sounds better. 
Chrissy and Wes than it does Wes and Chrissy. Really? It just sounds better. They, 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 and they're like, yeah, but you've been... Uh, but you're Wes. Like, I don't care. Filler, yeah. I know. I want the show to sound better. And you know what? I wouldn't have cared either way. I was just like, I'm just happy to be there. No, yeah, well, that was a real <laughs> issue. <laughs> really? Uh, seriously. Well, you know, it was even... Just me getting the job here was kind of like... I remember them also asking me, why do you think that you deserve to sit across from Wes and Esme? I, I don't fucking know because he, <laughs> he asked me to. <laughs> yeah. He thinks I'm cool. I don't know. What do you... Yeah, you know, it was it was it was crazy, Meg. Uh, because uh, when I lost my other partner, I immediately started calling all my comedy friends, and I started saying, I, "I'm this this is it. I'm going to afternoons. I get to uh, get out and party with you guys. I might even try this whole stand up thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I told everybody that, and then I was told, "Nah, you'll be doing mornings." And I'm like, "Okay, I, I got somebody to call." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was excited. I was excited. They really took a uh, a uh, a chance on her. And they threw, really and did. Threw a hail mary. They pass. did. Yes. They and did. it has been a terrible experiment. Ah. ah. <laughs> Three years later, we're still kicking. That's uh, awesome. The show has been number one every single time except I think once. Was it the very first one? No, it was like one somewhere. Oh, that in the was middle. a we- yeah. It was like number two. Everything was really weird. That 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 whole, whole thing. book. But you know, that's the funny thing about that type of thing. You can't spend too much time talking well, about that kind of thing or they'll 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 sue you that's it they charge <laughs> you they charge you hundreds of thousands of dollars to tell you how popular you are right. and then you can't talk about right, it right can't talk much about it yeah but yeah uh, i don't think that was just kind of a fluke were you guys uh, fairly popular yes Meg? Yeah, performed really well in the market, so nice. that was always awesome. Well, that's good, and, and I mean, the country station was probably near the top down there. Oh, man, it was both ye and haw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you guys, um, did you guys, I know this is a dumb question, but, you know, people make, the, I just wrote something like this about Texas. People make assumptions about different places. How was the culture for you? Do, meaning, did you get cultural events like in your market that, that satisfied you? What did you get to see that was cool just because it was a somewhat big town? You know, I'm really fortunate for living in Tuscaloosa because it is a really unique spot. Like, we've got uh, the University of Alabama. Population? Um, probably around, like, 175,000, 175,000, maybe So it's really 000. only half as big as Lubbock, yeah. wow. but you have the college. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, we've got UA, part. so mm-hmm. we have so many people, you know, students. We've got smarter people, kind of a little liberal enclave mm-hmm. of folks around the university. Kind of like Athens yeah. to Georgia. But mm. the other really cool thing about it is... Tuscaloosa is home to the Mercedes plant where they manufacture like Mercedes ah, SUVs. Right. So because of that, there's the Mercedes plant and all these other tertiary suppliers, you know, yeah. and they're from all over the world. We're talking to like Germany. We're talking about India, England, you know, so my daughter goes to a public school. She goes to the magnet school and she has so many friends whose parents are from everywhere. Ireland, one of her best nice. friends has dual citizenship in That's Israel. Cool. Like, it's really, really cool, and I'm fortunate to live there. That is cool. Wow. And and that is where you still currently reside. I do, yeah. And there's no plans for you to move from that area? Like, not at the moment. We'll see what global warming has in store. Oh. <laughs> right? Are you saying you had a hot summer there? Oh, my God, dude. It was brutal. Was like it Like, 111, and the humidity's like 98%. It was You go pretty, outside, oh. and you regret every decision oh, you've ever made. I yeah. can't do the humidity. We were like that, except for the humidity. It was hot here. It was. I think it got up to, like, 114 once or something 112 it got hot as shit but there was no no humidity right i mean a little but not really i wrote yeah i wrote a joke this week and it, it was hacky so i didn't use it or whatever but it was something about it's not whether 
you can cook cookies in your car. It's how many batches do you want to make? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. because that's how right. hot that it actually gets yeah. around these parts. Yeah, it was hot. Have you had an opportunity to visit uh, out of country at all? So the only time I've ever been outside of the U.S. was to cruises to Mexico. Nice. Mm. So kind of limited in my world travels. I went to Canada once, and it's like being in an X-Files episode because, no. <laughs> Which no, one? No, everyone. Because it seems like you're still in the U.S., but everything is 10% different. Right. But it's still, there's nothing visual there's no visual cues other than, like, the, the kilometers and things like that. Yeah, they like have that. the square tires on their cars like they do in South Park. What about milk in a bag? Right. You know? <laughs> Where's the bag milk list? <laughs> well, it was the, 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 the one thing that got me over and over again is we're up there, and, of course, you, you have your commerce. you got to buy your beer. you got to buy your smokes or whatever the hell. And everybody's like, uh, they're talking about loons. And you're going, I don't understand. What? How much Loon. is it? Well, how much is that? That's three loons. Mm-hmm. What What do you mean three loons? A? And they have a? their yeah. dollar coins have a loon on them, which is a is a, a weird yeah. bird. Okay, a right. Bird. Well, they they refer to them as loons or loonies. Loonies, and it just sounds really really odd because you would think something like that would have somewhat of a more formal name, like. Right. Like, yeah, we call several loonies a family reunion. Where right, I was about to, say, about to say, there's a couple of loons in this room right now. Yeah, that is weird. I've never been to Canada, but when I lived in Bemidji, that was about an hour away from Canada. So it was right there. It was right there, but I never, ever went. I remember before we went up there, I bought a carton of Marlboro Lights because that was my treat at the time. Mm, and, um and they were highly prized because up there, there was something very different about the smokes. And what I also found is the beer up there was much more stronger and better. And I would actually sit at the bar and trade Marlboro Lights Siggies for, for beers. For beers. Oh, wow. Which is something that pretty much happens everywhere. But I'm telling you, it was a real thing. Happens a lot in prison. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a different kind of favor. One of those Siggy's main places. And I hear their booze is a lot stronger there, too. And from the toilet. Well, Meg, this has been an absolute joy, and it's been a joy having you in town, too. Yes. How... What's your immediate impressions? Forget us. We don't want to keep it business. What do you think of love? What was your impressions of the town? I think when you first come in at the airport, you go, oh, shit. Yeah. Because like, it's, it's a smaller airport, but I will say it's very clean and fresh, and I like that. But that oh, the airport, area, yeah. the, the area on the road. Oh, yeah. I was like, what am I in for? Yeah. You know? Right. Yes. But then you take the turn. You kind of get on the little, like, yeah. spoke roads and all that kind of stuff. The only challenge I ever have when I'm in this area of Texas is like, I can't figure out the frontage roads, man. Maybe I'm too dumb to drive on a frontage road, but I'm like, yeah. where do I go? How do I merge? What is this? Where's the turnaround lane? Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny, and that's something we talk about often on the show, is you haven't even seen the best part of town. The best part of town is, what, what direction is that? What? Oh, up up there? Yeah, that would is that west? Are you talking which which part are you talking? You know, like around 114th and 20th. The and fancy the, part of town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like uh if you were to if you were to go down this street and turn that yeah, way. Yeah, all we can do is point. We don't is, <laughs> If you go up there, we're not pirates. Where the numbers go up, yes. that's where it starts getting fancy and there's some crazy whacked out stuff up there with some really fancy big old houses. Well, yeah, and that's the problem with Lubbock is cuz you come it's into just you come into our airport and the first thing you see is several junkyards and, and things and desolate 
uh, landscape, and you go, oh, my God, what is what is this? I recently moved to downtown Lubbock, and I absolutely adore it. I'm having a very nice time over there. And right. I moved into a part of the, like, the tallest building in Lubbock down there, and, and it makes you feel like you're not in Lubbock. Now, is your nice. building that has the twist? Yes. This is honest to God. In the uh, 70s, there was a tornado here, and one of our few tall buildings actually ended up getting a twist to it. Whoa. That's where I live. From the tornado. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. It's kind of cool. Well, it's, yeah. You know, oh, other than people that died, Meg, well, I probably yeah. should have included right. that in yeah, there. Well, yeah. you know, they actually say that that building, yeah. they, they believe that that building helped break up the tornado. Really? Really? Yes. I've never Breaking heard into, that. Yes. I believe that to be bullshit. No, I really that's really what they say that uh, they believe that that, this, that building this, this it's, building it's huge. shunned Whoa. God's wrath Well, they on just us. believe it broke the tornado in two separate sides and Dude. that's Two separate that, pieces. That's fascinating. Yeah. You know, yeah. we get a lot of severe weather in Tuscaloosa. People call it like the secondary tornado. Oh, alley, I bet. Because yeah. there are so, so many, and we've had some pretty bad ones where I'm from. So, yeah, it is a little unnerving up there to watch the bad weather. I'm kind of like, you know, where's I'm, the basement? I, where's I've the had, safe room? I've had yeah. dreams that the building is falling, you know, but I'm okay. I, fine. I, I got one last question because on the Chrissy and West programs, it always comes <laughs> down to one thing, mm. and that would be food. What is, what is yeah. the food of your people? First, your 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 family, and then second, the area that you're from. Okay, if I have to say my family, you know, it's kind of like Lower Appalachian, right? Like chicken and dumplings, cornbread, biscuits, that kind of thing. Kind of home style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then in our area, it's barbecue, but it's different. You know, it's like smoked chicken with like Alabama white sauce on it. Ooh. Wait a um, minute. What Alabama is this? White what is this? Sauce? I promise this. it's not something that like you what Google on it? Urban Dictionary that involves your cousin. Right. Yeah. I was about Actually, to say. It's I like gave a- her the Alabama <laughs> white sauce. <laughs> that sounds like a move. And she was like, I just washed my hair. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? So it's like a mayonnaise-based sauce. So it's like mayonnaise and apple cider vinegar, a lot of pepper, some sugar, some salt. So it's like a tangy, like savory, Yum. peppery moment. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, I'm down with that. Uh, you know, my world has been blown. Uh, it almost sounds like coleslaw so- uh, sauce for. Is it almost. sweet? Yeah, it can be. It can be sweet. Peppery? It can be, it, but it's really good. Like a lot of pepper. And then we just found out about this. Alternative barbecue sauce that Smoking Dicks uses. Yes, I mean, we did. Just in the past couple of weeks, we're it's like learning our about worldview. Our barbecue wow. sauce world is I, is getting bigger. Yeah. Uh, Smoking Dicks needs to have Alabama white sauce. They do. I might need to they go do? home and make All some. Right. No, they need to have it. Yeah, <laughs> they do. What? And you say that generally it's a poultry thing, though. Yeah, too. a lot of smoked meats, um, ribs. Not mm. as much brisket in that area. You know, no. it's more like a pulled pork moment. Mm, yeah, yum. I think that brisket thing is because the cattle are from here. Do you yeah. Think you think I that's what it is? I love brisket, dude. I but they don't do it right down there, man. Do like, I've been, you know, um, different markets when I'm visiting. Like, been to Tyler mm-hmm. and had some really great brisket there. And once you have it, like, Texas style, dude, the rest of it's ruined everywhere else. Well, I, you know. We've I, got some badass brisket here. Yeah. I, I got I to gotta counter that slightly. I went to St. Louis, and, and everybody's heard St. Louis barbecue. Yeah. St. Louis barbecue. It tasted exactly the same as Texas barbecue, except for the sauce. Which was much sweeter. That was the only difference. Interesting. Man, I'm a fiend for good brisket. Like, give me the burnt ends, too. Like, oof. Yeah, yeah. when it's a little crunchy and stuff. Yum. All right, well, I guess this means it must be breakfast time or lunch time. Yeah, I'm hungry now. All right, then. Meg, thank you so much thank for, uh, for joining us. For this. Thank this you, was, Meg. This was pretty darn fascinating. Come back and visit us anytime. 
Yeah. You take me to Rosa's again, I'm down. Hell oh, yeah. There you go. Hell yeah, that's right. our girl. This has been The Rock Show. Backstage. Oh, come on. That's I put the sauce yeah, on. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs>